This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, before we get into the podcast today, if you're new, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, subscribe anywhere you can get your podcast, like and share. You can find the podcast when the scriptures become real um, on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook, anywhere you can, uh, you know, your social media accounts when the scriptures become real is there. Uh, we can talk, we can DM there about topics, about uh, other things, talk about the Bible. So that's what we're here for. Um, again, before we um, go into our topic for today, again, I want to give a quick shout out to some certain uh, nations listening um, on the podcast. So today uh, we have listeners from Hong Kong, which is cool, um, from Singapore, and then also from France and Kenya, right? So if you're listening in those areas, again, we're so grateful that the podcast can can reach you where you are, and we're glad that we can study together and learn together and um, open up the scriptures together and, and learn and grow and study. Okay, so... Um, this week's podcast is entitled, don't just bring your complaints to God. Don't just bring your complaints to God. Uh, sometimes, uh, well, I can only speak for me. I can't really speak for you all or anyone else. Um, sometimes do you ever catch yourself as you're, as you're praying, as you're, maybe meditating upon the word or, or talking to the Lord and just, and just praying about some things. Have you ever caught yourself just every word that comes out of your mouth? You're, you're, um, you're frustrated. Uh, you're complaining. You're, you're asking the Lord why you're asking the Lord all these questions. And again, according to first Peter chapter five, Verse number eight, the Lord tells us to do this, right? He tells us to cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. So he does want to understand what's going on. He does want you to talk to him. He does want you to build that relationship with him through prayer and letting you know, you know, letting him know some things that's going on. But at the same time, you got to think as well. A lot of the prayers in scripture is not just about the things that are going wrong in their lives at the moment. Sometimes you have to step back and sometimes you have to say a prayer just for Thanksgiving and just don't ask for anything else. Don't ask why don't ask just a prayer of Thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we forget that God as, as infinite and as strong and as merciful and as just as he is, he can solve all of our problems. But at the same time, we have to remember who he is and we have to thank him for some things. And I think sometimes that's something that, um, that many of us forget to do. And so that's what we're going to talk about just for a, a little bit today is don't just bring your complaints to God, right? Don't just bring your complaints to him. All right. So before we get started again, if you're new to the podcast, we open up our Bibles here. So uh, get your Bibles, get your uh, tablets, phones, whatever you use, and let's open up our scriptures or the scripture together. Okay. So we mentioned first Peter five, eight, right? 
how we are to cast all of our care upon him for he cares for you. So the Lord does want to hear. Now, let's understand something. So let's go to Psalm chapter one. And we're not going to specifically, well, we will. We're going to stay in a text, but we're going to bounce around here in Psalms for a little bit because I want to prove a point. We actually talked about this in our um, our weekly college studies with our young ladies and our um, with our college ladies and our college guys. Um, we were talking about Psalm chapter one. And we're talking about all these things that David's going through, but I'll just, I'll just tell you what we went through here. So let's just, let's just go to Psalms. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. You see, this is what happens when you talk about the scripture, you get a little excited, right? So you can't, I got to calm down. Okay. So you got to jump through these Psalms to understand what we're talking about. Okay. So Psalm chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. If you look at these Psalms and what we're going to do, just, just, just look at it, right? So if you if you look at Psalms one, it, it talks about how the ungodly are not so, the ungodly shall not stand in righteousness. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So if, if we equate all of these psalms to prayers, Psalm one is talking about how the Lord is just, but how the ungodly are ungodly. Then Psalm two, right? Then David talks about Verse one, why do the heathen rage? Why do people imagine vain things? The people that are that are uh, in power, they put they uh, they're like bands around us or like cords around us. Right. And they plan what they're going to do to those that love you. Right. So he basically complains to the Lord of of the power that's in place at the at the time. Right. Then chapter three. Then David talks a little bit more about how. Look at verse one. Oh, Lord, how are they that um, they increase that trouble me? They rise up against me. So this whole Psalm, David's talking about, look at all these people that's rising up against me. Look at all these people that I talked about in verse two. Now they're look, they're all against me. Now, if we stop right there from Psalms one, two and three. Isn't kind of your prayer life just like that? You know, obviously, the you know, David acknowledges that the Lord is there. In those first three Psalms, but David also does a lot of, I don't want to say complaining, but he's bringing it up. He's bringing it up to the Lord that these evil people are here. So a lot of his time is also spent telling the Lord, look, this is happening. These evil people are here. They're increasing every day. Lord, please help me. Right. So then chapter four, then David talks about, Lord, hear me when I call. How long will you turn my glory into shame, right? So he talks about all these things. He's talking about standing in all the Lord, all for sacrifices. Then chapter five, when he talks about how the foolish will not stand in his sight, he will destroy them that speak the wrong things. The Lord will abhor uh, evil, right? He talks about destroying wickedness. So David still has this. He, David has something on his mind, right? He has something on his heart through these Psalms. Then chapter six, then the Lord talks about, look, just don't rebuke me. Lord, please have mercy. Lord, my soul hurts. Verse three, Lord, how long? Please come back, right? So so David is actually feeling some things here. Then chapter seven, then David talks about the wicked. The God will judge the wicked, verse 11. He made a pit and he, and he digged the pit and has fallen into the ditch, which he made, right? So he's talking about a plea for protection from his enemies. 
Now, that's a, just a quick, 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 quick synopsis of Psalms 1 through 7. But if you notice the length of these chapters, so Psalm chapter 7 is 17 verses. Chapter 5 is 12. Chapter 6 is 10. Chapter 4 is 8, right? Chapter 2 is 12, right? Chapter 3 is 8, and then chapter 1 is 6. And most of the time, David spends a lot of this time telling God what's wrong, okay? So keep this in mind as we bring up our topic of don't just complain to God. David is spending a lot of time in the first seven Psalms here telling the Lord what's wrong. Now, we can get here, too, in our life, too, to where every time we talk to God, it's all about what's wrong. So the only form of communication that we have with him is, Lord, this is happening. Lord, I don't understand. Lord, my enemies are this. Lord, I'm going through this. Lord, this is happening. So your relationship with the Lord at this point, if this sounds like you, your relationship with God is on your your needs basis. So I'm only going to talk to the Lord when I need something, or I'm only going to talk to him when I'm going through something. Think about if you were in a think about if you were in a physical relationship like that, right? With your with a boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or, or spouse, whatever it was. Think about your if you're in a relationship and the only time that they want to talk is number one, when it's just about them. And then number two, when it's about their problems. And then number three, when it's all about what they need. So what what does the other party have to offer? If all you talk about is what's going wrong. Now, obviously, I understand you need to explain these things. right? So we're not saying that you don't explain that to God. I'm not saying you don't explain these things to your spouse, wife, girlfriend, whatever. But I am saying if that is the gist of your conversation and that's all you talk about, why would you want to stay in that relationship when all you talk about is what's going south, what's going wrong? Now, obviously, again, like I said, you need to talk about those things. But at the same time, there needs to be some thanksgiving. There needs to be some lifting up. There needs to be some encouragement. There needs to be some strength given there on both sides. And so think about your relationship with God. Is your relationship with God right now solely based off of, God, I need something. God, something's wrong. God, I don't understand. God, why aren't you here? God, this is happening. So is that the basis of your relationship with him right now? I think some of us can get to the point where that is. And if we, if we look at what we're talking about from Psalms 1 all the way to Psalm 7, look at David's relationship with God. A lot of it, I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of it was talking about what's, what's going south, what's going wrong. But watch chapter 8. Chapter 8 is, it gives a twist, not, not really a twist, it gives a turn in David's prayer life. And what we want to do is we'll read these verses here. And I want you to see how David's mindset starts to change and how David starts to mature in his prayer life. Okay, so let's read Psalm chapter 8 together. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babe and sucklings, hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy, the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, 
and the sons of men when thou visit him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and thou hast crowned him with the glory with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep, all oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the pass of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Did you notice something different about Psalm chapter 8 than Psalms chapters 1 through 6? David, not one time in Psalm chapter 8, mentioned his problems. David never mentioned himself. David never mentioned his enemies. And David never mentioned what was going on currently in his life at the time. David spent the entire psalm praising God. Notice how, notice what he says here. He says, Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? He's talking about the, the magnitude of how great God is. You know, you think about, you think about your problems. You think about things you're going through in life. When you go through something, and no matter what it is, you can talk about it for a long time, can't you? I mean, I mean, this can it can fester for a very long time. So if someone asks you about, hey, you know, hey, what's going on? You could literally talk all day about that specific problem of what's going on in your life, couldn't you? But when you read Psalm chapter eight, and when you look at what David's saying, David's talking about, look at verse three, look at the maturity here of David. He says, not when I consider my problems, not when I consider my struggles, not when I consider my whatever. He says, when I consider thy heavens, when I consider the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, who am I then? Who am I that you should be mindful of me and the son of man that thou visits him? You see, in our prayer life and in our Christian life, we have to get to a point where it's not about us anymore. It's not about what I feel. It's not about my emotions. It's not about my problems. It's not about what I've sacrificed for the Lord. It's not about what I've given up for the Lord. It's not about, oh, I can't do this because I'm sorry. It's not about you anymore. Sometimes we have to be like David in verse three. Sometimes instead of considering my problems, sometimes it's just good to sit down and consider what God has already done. Notice how David before he had so much to say about what was happening with him. And then in verse three, he says, look, when I just consider what you've done, I sit back and say, what, who am I? Who am I when I consider what, who you are and what you've done? He said, you have dominion over everything. And here's, here's the great thing. Notice verse one and verse number nine. Aren't they the same thing? See, David, when you sit, when you sit and think about your problems, you can talk about your problems all day. But when you sit and when you think about what God has done in general as God, but when you think about what God has done for you, it's kind of hard to explain. So, I mean, I think David here, he ran out of words. 
David said, look, I'm considering your heavens. I'm considering what you've done. I think about everything you've made and you care about me. I mean, that just, that's a, that's a mind blowing thing to think about right there. You know how beautiful God's creation is? You know, have you seen, you know, the pictures of, of the moon in space and, and the universe and the galaxies and the stars and how they shine and, and how, I mean, just how things work. It's so intricate, but God says, man, I mean, that stuff is great and I made it for you, but I care more about you than this stuff. That's a, I mean, to us, we're just ants, you know, it, it kind of, you know, when you think about it, it's like we're ants in this big universe. It's like, God, you care more about me than what you create and everything else. Yes. But David, it seemed as if he ran out of words because in verse one, he mentions, oh, Lord, your name is so excellent in all the earth. Who has set up the glories of the heavens? And then he mentions everything else he mentioned. And then in verse nine, I can I can just imagine David just sitting there. I, I don't even know what else to say. I'm just going to say what I said to start it off. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. See, sometimes instead of bringing all your complaints to God, sometimes it's good to sit there and and say a prayer about how great he is. Then I think your perspective on on you and your perspective on what you're going through is going to change. Because if you spend all of your time and effort focusing on your problems, your life is going to be one big problem. Now, I understand we are to, to pray to the Lord, 1 Peter 5, Psalm chapter 37, 1 Thessalonians 5. I understand that. And he wants to hear those things. And we have examples of that. But at the same time, the Lord wants to, the Lord deserves our respect and not just to come to him to complain. But I think it's, it's also good to come to him just to say thank you. Just, have you ever have you ever said a prayer like that? I mean, I think that's a that's a valid question. Have you ever just sat there and just said, Lord, thank you for everything that you've given me? Yeah, Lord, I understand that I might not know what I'm doing right now. I might not understand why this has happened or this is happening. But Lord, I've got a lot to be thankful for. You know, sometimes you have to sit there and be thankful because, you know, someone's situation is always worse than yours. You could be going through way worse things right now than what you are. Now, I'm not trying to um, downgrade what you are going through, but at the same time, it could always be worse. Oh, (laughs) it could always be worse. But you think about David's maturity level. It takes a certain level of maturity to hit Psalm chapter eight. But a lot of us, most of our lives will stay in Psalms chapter one through seven in terms of attitude. All we do is complain. So then why do you think so many marital relationships in the church don't work out? Because your relationship with God is off. All you do with God is complain. So then even if the guy or girl you marry is a Christian, what are you going to do to him? You're going to complain just like you complain to God, just like you complain to your parents, just like you complain with your grandparents, just like you complain with everybody else. And so it takes a certain level of maturity on your part to stop necessarily complaining, but to tell the Lord, thank you. Look at what David said. David said, look, we have to take time like verse three and consider God. 
you know, again, remember in Psalm chapter, not Psalm. Um, let me look at that. I think it's Psalm chapter 46. Um, but remember the, the concept that David's um, trying to get us to understand. He says he wants us to be still and know that God is God. You know, and that's that's a tough thing to do. That's a very tough thing to do because sometimes, uh, so yeah, Psalm forty six. I was I was second guessing myself. Psalm forty six ten, right? Be still and know that I'm God. You know, it's a very tough thing to have chaos surrounding you and to still be still. Sometimes I think we thrive. I think I think that's just our our nation in general. We thrive on chaos. We thrive on on seeing people fail, seeing people fall, seeing people seeing people hurt. And so we feel like we have to say something or do something. But you think about Psalm 46, David finally realized, I got the answer. Psalm chapter 8 and Psalm 46, I need to consider the Lord and I need to be still. You know, sometimes you can have... And here's some advice for our college age um, young men and women and even high school. Sometimes, you know, when you're making an important decision in your life, meaning uh, what school you're going to go to or uh, who you're going to marry or, um, you know, just anything, any important decision that you're going to make, sometimes you're going to get a lot of people to tell you that you should do this. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this because I like it. You need to do this because I think this is what's best. You need to do this. You know, when you have, I mean, and even, I'm talking about even with good people, when you have too many people's opinion on what you need to do, sometimes you need to back up. You know, I'm, I remember the podcast that I did with a buddy of mine, Drew Suttles. He mentioned that he said, sometimes you need to back up. It shows a, a sign of wisdom to back away. Sometimes you just need to be the only thoughts in your head. It needs to be you and the word of God. Because when you have too many people in your ear telling you what to do, you know, you feel like you have to please everybody. And that's that's physically impossible. It's never going to happen. But what we need to do is consider the Lord and thank him. David got to that point in Psalm chapter eight where he said, oh, Lord, just thank you for what you've done. Thank you. You know, and, and just think about, um, again, like we mentioned before, in a physical relationship, you know, have you ever, I mean, maybe with your mom or uh, if you're dating somebody right now or with anyone, if you just come up to someone and just giving them something for absolutely no reason. I mean, they didn't ask for it. It's not a special day. It's not a special occasion. I mean, it's nothing like super special. You just do it just because. Have you ever gotten something like that before? And be, well, what is this for? I mean, it's just, it's literally a random Monday. <laughs> like, why did you give me this car? You know, why did you give me, I don't know, whatever. Ah, uh, well, you know, I just wanted to to thank you for what you've done. You know how awesome that feels? Because you're like, well, first off, I didn't deserve it. And, you know, I didn't ask for it, but you thought of it. And that just means more because you thought of it. Think about how that makes God feel. 
even when you're when you're in turmoil, even when you're in pain, even when you're hurting, even when you feel like the Lord is not there, you know how amazing a faith level that shows to God when you still in the midst of your turmoil and trial and struggle, you still say thank you. I mean, again, we're talking about growing and maturing. We're talking about growing and maturing in Christ. And one way we can grow and mature is how we talk. We can grow and mature by how we talk to him. Isn't that our communication level with God anyway, through prayer and through the word of God? So the way that we talk to him matters. He deserves our respect, right? He wants to hear what, uh, what we're going through, First Peter 5, but he also deserves thanksgiving because of who he is, Psalm chapter 8. And so in, in closing, uh, I remember we went on a on a trip when I was in school to, uh, where was it? I think it was, a, it was a creation museum. And they had us in like this IMAX room. And they had us on those like cool plush chairs. And uh, like the chairs leaned back. But like, instead of having like the screen in front of you, like the screen was like the ceiling. So like you lean back and the lights went off and you just saw the stars everywhere. Right. And like the, the ceiling could kind of rotate. And so again, like I said, the ceiling was the screen and um, it pinpointed where we were. And then it kind of zoomed out, you know, at the speed of light. And it showed galaxies, it showed Milky Ways, it showed the stars, it showed the sun, it showed the planets, it showed the moon, it showed all this, this other stuff. And then it zoomed back in light speed. And then Psalm chapter 46, verse 10 was there. And it mentioned, or not Psalm 46, 10, Psalm chapter 8, verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him? So it's just it's just an amazing thought to think the Lord cares about us that much. And the least we can do is in our prayer life, spend a dedicated amount of time not to complain, not to ask for anything, not to wonder why, but to literally sit there and say, thank you. Not only will the Lord appreciate that, but you will. You'll notice as you start to thank the Lord and understand what he's already done, you'll notice that your complaint level, what stuff is going to start to diminish. You'll really start to notice that because you'll be mature. And again, doesn't Peter tell us that and his, and his epistles in first and second Peter and Paul does in Corinthians, we learn the word of God so that we can grow up in all things spiritually so that we can add to our faith so that we can want the sincere milk of the word of God so we, that, so we can grow thereby. You see, if you haven't grown, you know, Christianity is all about growing. You need to evaluate where you are. And these are some tough conversations that you have to have with yourself. You know, and I'm not saying this because I'm a preacher. I'm saying this because I've had to have these conversations with myself. How am I growing? How am I maturing? How am I acting? How am I, um, how is my relationship with him? These are questions that you need to ask yourself. So then 
when you answer these questions, it all comes back to you studying the word of God. And again, I always make this, this implore and this plea. You're going to hear some guys that are very uh, charismatic when they speak, right? They're very, you know, super, super loud, you know, they can hold an audience, but it all comes down to what does the Bible say? Can you show me from the Bible in context exactly what it says? Don't just jump to one verse. Show me what's being said, and can you help me grow with the scripture? See, it all goes back to maturity, and I hope that we can continue to grow and mature just like David did, and so that we, just like in Psalm chapter 8, we can start saying, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. So I hope today that we've learned, and I mean, this is a short podcast today, but I hope we learned that... um, don't just bring your complaints to God. Don't just bring your complaints to him. Give him some praise. Give him thanksgiving. Understand who he is and consider what he's done. And once you do that, if you notice, isn't Psalm chapter 8 a little shorter than all these other Psalms in Psalm 1 through 7? Because when you consider God, when you consider who he is, what you consider what he's done for you, You really don't have much to say. And so let's continue to praise the Lord and grow and mature and build our relationship with him. Thanks so much, guys.